Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting all about how to stop eating sweet foods after dinner and feel back in control of your food choices. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm excited to delve into the topic of eating sweets after dinner. It is a super huge topic, but I'm going to nut it out right in one complete episode. None of this multiple part series that I've been doing lately. One episode, bang it out, bam. So if you're struggling with eating sweets after dinner, then this is the episode for you. But before I get stuck into that, fun fact about me is that I heard some woo today on Instagram and it literally infuriated me so much. I I lost my marbles over it. And I just think I'm so tired and exhausted and just over it that I irrationally got angry, but I was flicking through my feed and an influencer who will remain unnamed popped into my feed. And so then I just went and explored her page a little bit more. And I remembered why I avoid her page because it's just uncontrollable rage that pops up. Anyway, she was showing this video, which was a promo for a podcast on balancing your hormones. Now, this is a really frustrating thing when often the people talking about balancing your hormones are not trained in physiology, anatomy and hormones and endocrinology. But I heard the lady talking about the fact that if you let your blood sugar levels get too low, then this is bad for you and it's bad for your hormones. And so, you know, as busy women, we skip meals and we have a coffee for breakfast, right? And and that's really bad for us because we're not nourishing ourselves. We're letting our blood sugar levels drop too low. Now, that's different from intermittent fasting, but oh, we've just got to be ma- mindful of, of nourishing ourselves. And I was like, I had to stop right there because I got so much rage because I was like, how is skipping meals <laughs> different from planned fasting? Does your body know the difference between accidental fasting and planned fasting? You know, like anyway, it was just so ridiculous. And do they think that blood sugar levels don't drop? in a planned fast, but they do in an accidental fast. Like when you've accidentally forgot to eat because you skipped a meal because you were busy. Is that different from consciously skipping a meal? Anyway, it's not. And it infuriated me. And I was like, people are so confused. They're so confused. And this is why. And anyway, I'm going to get on to today's topic because we're already two minutes and 50 seconds into this episode. And I've got to bust out some wisdom on eating sweet foods after dinner in this entirety of this episode. But a few years ago, I actually asked Facebook what eating habit they wish they could break. And the most common answer amongst hundreds of answers was to stop eating sweet foods after dinner. And so it got me pondering because it was something that people were finding really difficult to break. I'm thinking about habits that I found really difficult to break for myself and different clients that I've worked with over the years. And I think that when it comes to changing an eating habit that is proven difficult to break, you've got to move beyond behavior management, right? And just dig a little deeper into your psyche. And so the first question that I want you to ask yourself 
if this is a habit that you're struggling is, is why do you want to stop snacking on sweet foods after dinner, right? Because if you don't know why you need to stop, you're going to find it really hard to find the motivation to do something differently. And the reason why needs to be reasonably compelling. Like it can't just be like, oh, because I want to lose weight. Oh, because I want to be healthy. Too vague, right? How many times have you tried to stop eating sweets after dinner because you want to be healthy or because you want to lose weight only to sit on the couch at 8 p.m. and then stare longingly into the kitchen? So I've always found it fascinating, right, that we want one thing yet do another. We want to eat healthily. We find ourselves doing the exact opposite and why why we do things that we don't want to do fascinates me. And I frequently eat something sweet after dinner. I really like mint dark chocolate. It's my all-time favourite chocolate. My husband buys it for me regularly. It makes me happy. He knows that. And, you know, one of my favourites is lint. And, yeah, and I think talking about stopping eating sweet foods after dinner, coming from a person who regularly eats something sweet after dinner might sound a little bit hypocritical because I'm engaging in a habit that many people want to break, right, and then producing a podcast on how to break it. But the the thing is, is that the reason that I eat chocolate after dinner is because I want to. I want to eat chocolate because in the context of my life, my other food choices, my goals, what I enjoy, what makes me feel good, it's what I want to do and it completely fits with me and I actually don't feel any conflict over that. It's it's not impairing my goals, it's not um, hindering my health, etc. And so I'm completely okay with it. So what I want you to think about with your daily food choices and your goals, does eating sweets after a dinner align with these things? And do you really want to stop eating sweets after dinner? Like truly, truly, really. Because I've set myself rules like this in the past, rules like no chocolate after dinner. But honestly, deep down in my heart, my little itty bitty heart, I don't really want to stop I like the idea of stopping, but I don't actually really want to because I like chocolate. It's yummy. I want to eat it and I deserve it. And so I guess what I'm encouraging you to do is rather than making a rule about you should stop eating chocolate after dinner because you there's no rule. You, you should or shouldn't. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. It's do you want to? What is it that you truly want? Think about your why Ask yourself a why and then answer yourself honestly five times over. Why? Oh, because of this. Why? Oh, well, because of that. Oh, why? And get really deep as to the core why to help you understand exactly what it is that you want. Once you're understanding why you want to stop, right, and really truly giving yourself a good reason as to why you want to stop, one that really resonates and aligns with all of your values, goals and beliefs, then you want to think, what are you going to do differently instead? Because once you've discovered your why, it's not enough just to stop. You actually will find that eating sweets after dinner is tied to a routine and some habits and a lot of emotions and feelings. So remember this, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So don't be insane. If you genuinely want to change a habit, you have to do something differently and take action. And then what you do is you keep trialing and tweaking your action until you figure out the new behavior that will replace your old one. So for example, I wanted to stop looking at my phone in bed at night. Now I've regressed on this habit, but this is a really good example. However, I kept bringing my phone to bed with me. 
I'm still do- I'm doing that now. Then out of habit, I find myself picking it up and looking at it in bed without even thinking about it. And then I went through this very good period, actually, months and months and months and months, where I left my phone downstairs, did something different, and that stopped me from looking at my phone in bed. Now, I don't do that in it when I moved house, it fully changed my routine. So I'm really thinking deeply about that right now as something I could go back to. But think about what you could do differently. So don't buy chocolate in the first place. If it's not in your home, you can't eat it. Food availability is a huge predictor of whether food is consumed or not, because if it's not available, you can't consume it. Do a different post-dinner activity. So if watching TV is associated with chocolate, then maybe read a book instead. So try and do something different. Maybe it's making yourself a cup of really sweet smelling herbal tea that you sip slowly. Maybe it's just going straight away and brushing your teeth and having that lovely peppermint flavor afterwards. It doesn't actually really matter what you choose to do, but you do need to have thought through a a pretty detailed set of actions and behaviors that you're going to do differently and then start to practice those. And so, of course, the next step after that is repeat and tweak. It's completely unrealistic to think that your new action or behavior, like the thing that you're going to do differently after dinner, is going to work straight away because you can't predict how you're going to feel or what's going to happen. You can't predict your partner, like, you know, what they're going to do. You can't control them. And so you have to reinforce new habits with positive outcomes. And when your new behavior generates good feelings, you're likely to keep doing it. And the only way that you're going to get good feelings from your new behaviors is by giving them a go reviewing how you went, learning from what went wrong and then trying again. So for example, if I wanted to stop eating chocolate after dinner, I don't buy the chocolate. I never, ever buy the chocolate. But if I send Mr. Freeman to the shops, he 100% comes back with a block of dark mint chocolate. And he's like, he looks at me with his gorgeous puppy dog eyes and he's like, I bought you some chocolate. And I'm like, I love you, babe. Right? I would need to start there. I'd be like, can you please not buy the chocolate? And then I'd need to remind him and then we'd need to tweak it a little bit. And then maybe after dinner, he would get his own chocolate out and they'd be like, do you want some of mine? And so then I'd eat his. And so I need to actually go through a process of managing all the different things that pop up after dinner and eating the chocolate to truly change my behavior in that area. And I would only want to have the mental energy and the willpower to do all of that if I truly wanted to do it. But if deep down in my heart, I really didn't want to stop eating chocolate, I would let all of those things outside of my control, erring me towards eating it, just get the better of me and I'd just eat it because I want to. So you do need to remember that you've got to put in the time. Action requires patience, consistency and perseverance. So don't give up too quickly. If you do truly want something, then be prepared to take the time to do some trial and error of your new behavior and and find what works for you. Different conversations with people that need to have changes to your food environment, changes to your shopping habits, right? So much to think about. The next thought that I want to leave you with is ditching the all or nothing approach. So let's just say you are doing great with not eating your sweets after dinner. You've decided that you really want to stop and that it's really important to you for a number of key reasons that you've clearly identified with yourself through step one. You've then also created a routine and something to do differently after dinner to help you break the habit. You've also started trial and erring it. It's eight days in. 
right? And you've trialled and errored different things and you've said no, but it's felt pretty hard going. And then this one particular night, you know, your favourite seems to be in the house. You don't know how it got there, fully out of your control, and you eat some. Now, the all or nothing approach would be like, ah, crap, I ate a row of my favourite chocolate dang it, I need to stop that. I shouldn't be having that, right? We go all rules-based. We put restriction mindset on, which then makes what we want scarce, which means we just want to make eat it more. And we think, oh, I may as well just eat as much as I can tonight and I will start again tomorrow. Or you give up for a couple of days, start again in a few days or start again on Monday, right? You get the idea. Ditch the all or nothing approach. If you do eat chocolate when you didn't want to, Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and eat the whole block, right, or half the block. Just acknowledge your choice. Acknowledge that you did it. I hope you enjoyed the heck out of it and and review the behaviour around that choice. You're an adult, right? You're a grown adult who has a, a wonderful, competent life and you do and achieve amazing things with your life. So you made that choice, own that choice and move on from your choice. You're not a bad person. You're a terrible you're not a terrible person, you're a normal person. So just make progress with your goal and not perfection. If chocolate was previously a big part of your day and you were consuming high amounts of it every single night, even a 50% reduction in your chocolate intake will make a big difference to your overall calorie intake, your overall sugar intake, right? Progress is progress. So ditch that all or nothing approach Just start to make those small changes and keep going. Don't give up. And lastly, the last thing I want to leave you with, and this one will not surprise you, but I do want you to think about the fact that whether you're eating properly throughout the day. So sometimes cravings for sugar and carbohydrate or fat-rich, like energy-dense, ultra-processed foods after dinner is sometimes a result of not eating sufficiently throughout the day. It's called night eating syndrome and what happens is is lots of eating goes on after dinner and into the evening, which is a big calorie load into your body in the evening, which then is subsequently followed by you waking up the next day not very hungry. You probably don't eat breakfast because you're just not hungry for it. You don't eat much throughout the day. If you're feeling weight conscious, maybe you're being restrictive and then of course that's leading to you feeling hungry and starving after dinner. So do be mindful of that. Go back and listen to the 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. slump episodes where I talk about managing sugar cravings and feeling tired and lethargic in the afternoons. Similar concept and similar principles here because if you're genuinely hungry, that's pretty difficult to say no, thank you. So that's it for stopping eating sweet foods after dinner. I want you to give these steps a try and see how you go. Check in with me on social. Let me know how you're finding things. Otherwise, have an amazing day, team. And if you do keep eating your sweets after dinner, you just do you. Catch you later. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop In Crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.